Three, two, one. So my plan to start out this episode was to take the uh, old intro from uh, Alex's Search for the Worst series. And then when I started listening to it, it was way too fucking long. And That's I, why I got rid of it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> this is why you got rid of it. And YouTube doesn't do annotations anymore, so you can't click the skip yeah. button. So, yeah. well, welcome to the search for the worst <laughs> by the end of it. Yeah. Good impression of me. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah I've been practicing for years now. <laughs> I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. I'm Alex from I Hate Everything. I'm Ralph from Ralph the Movie Maker, youtube.com slash Ralph. All right. All right. We got it. All right, we got need em. to do it. <laughs> got him. So, um, what's up, everybody? <laughs> what's what shaking, doing? boys? It's uh, nothing. It's a beautiful Tuesday, July tenth, twenty eighteen. There's it uh, record-breaking heat waves all over the world. There's like thirty people dead in Montreal right now, and really? uh, the planet is falling apart. Yeah, it's weird because it's not it's not that warm in Vancouver right now, but Montreal's getting Schrader fucked. Was right. I'm going to visit my brother in Montreal soon, and I messaged him. I'm like, "Do you have an air conditioner?" He's like, "Kind of." I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> if you get one before I come <laughs> over." But um, what what does "kind of" mean? Well, he has one that kind of works in one room, but not very well, and it doesn't get the whole apartment. Oh, uh, okay. That's what he said. Just get a fan. Yeah, fans work just fine. Yeah, that's what yeah. we've been doing in the UK. I don't know air conditioners. Yeah, anyway. So we were uh, we were gonna talk about uh, some movies that we're uh, looking forward to for the rest of the year because we never really I don't know if we really had that discussion or if we did we didn't have that many titles did we ever talk about no. that before I don't think we not did. really no we we've, we've so. briefly mentioned movies we want to see in the future no. but like nothing nothing that much yeah so. um there's there's some good stuff coming out this year um. The there one is. that I'm, uh, I've already bought my tickets to see uh, Skyscraper, the new Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh, Dwayne Johnson's yeah. new movie, which looks like a fake movie. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like one of those parody exactly. exactly. films these days. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what Rampage looked like, too. People people oh, were saying, uh, responding to my tweet, saying that when they saw the Super Bowl trailer, they thought it was going to be like an ad for Geico at the end of it, and it wasn't a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's makes brilliant. sense. It doesn't look like a real movie. Do you know the earthquake ride in Universal Studios? There's yeah. like a, this yeah. section in the beginning while you're waiting online where you make like a fake movie mm -hmm. and Dwayne Johnson is CG'd in later on and they show you it like when you're exiting the ride. And that that fake movie looks like Skyscraper. That's why I was so baffled by it. Dwayne Johnson's it's in like the this... thing in Universal Studios? He is. He is in it. Yep. I wonder if they added him to that after the fact. Because I went to Universal Studios when I was like, 13 like i barely remember i don't remember dwayne johnson being in the thing oh yeah they changed but i remember that the earthquake on. ride and i think it was actually based off of some shitty movie in the first place it's based off of earthquake the movie yeah, yeah. which was awful yeah that movie only exists to show models being ripped apart by an earthquake no. <laughs> i've seen it oh uh, <laughs> classic well so what are you actually looking forward to well no, i'm legitimately looking forward to skyscraper <laughs> all right it looks but like hilarious. a good movie you're looking i'm forward actually to. looking forward i bought my tickets all right. already. um all right, well fine. eighth eighth grade by bo burnham looks like it could be interesting uh, i don't know if you're familiar sure. with bo burnham or not either of you uh not really what he's a youtuber right well but yeah i'm he really fuzzy on it too yeah he so. um he started out uh on youtube very very early youtube well f in the first few years i guess 
and um, yeah. basically just made comedic uh, songs of either him on guitar or mostly piano, I think. And the lyrics were really funny, and he's he's very clever about how he constructs these songs. And then um, from that point, um, I guess he just started writing comedy, and he you know he has two specials on Netflix that I would highly recommend checking out. They're awesome. I've seen them live. He's great. I think he's just a very talented, creative person. And apparently, you know, he said this on stage before, he, he doesn't really have as much interest being the uh, performer. He would rather be behind the scenes directing a film. And uh, now okay. he made a movie. And apparently it's pretty good. And there's a lot of... Uh, Good critical reception. It's getting a limited re- release in the next uh, week or so. So you might be able to see it, Ralph. I don't think I'll be able to see it until yeah, a while later. Yeah, I'll probably later. get a screening of it. It looks yeah. pretty good. A24 distributed it, right? Yeah. Which is funny that that means something at that point. At this yeah. point. Well, A24, they've, they've consistently put out great stuff. I wouldn't say consistently. Consistent. Well, what did you think is bad that they've done? Go to their fucking website. You'll see a bunch of uh-huh. shitty movies that nobody's ever heard of and some really good movies also. <laughs> Go to their website. They okay, have a complete list of all the 99... films and then just scroll down. You, yeah. you can't even say 99%. I've been to their website. <laughs> all right. Most of the time when I see a good movie or like see a, like a good trailer, I'm like, is A24 behind it? And yep, they are. Well, so. they usually show the logo at the very beginning. So, I mean. Yeah. Under the Silver Lake looks awesome. I've seen it. <laughs> Yeah, I know you saw it. I can. I'm seeing it again. Actually, I'm gonna see it oh, yeah? again before you you even get to. Because there's, uh, I found out while I'm visiting my brother in Montreal, there's actually a a film festival going on called Fantasia Fest that goes mm-hmm. every year, and uh, so I'm gonna be seeing a couple movies. If I would have known about it sooner, I would have planned my trip better so I could see some things that I really wanted to see. I mean, Under the Silver Lake was awesome, and I want to see it again. But fuck. Yeah, I don't even know how I'm going to see that film. It's like there's not even a release date for the UK at the moment. When it comes it out a year from now in the UK on, on VOD. That's yeah, going to take a while. <laughs> I'll probably yeah, be able same. to see it like four times before it is even available in the UK. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm assuming it'll it be a Toronto and Vancouver film fest. Yeah, you still haven't even seen Incredibles 2 yet. Yeah, Incredibles isn't even out here yet. What still. the fuck? Yeah, it's not out here <laughs> What? Yet. You got it's another not. month, right? Why? Another week. Another week. Oh, God. Why I, I would they know. do that? I feel like the buzz is already like gone for that. Why the you fuck know? would they do that? That's so mean. I, I don't know. And <laughs> they that, just hate you. It's cruel. I mean, it's, it's uh-huh. Disney. They could do it really easily. All their other releases are at the same time or earlier. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't know. Did they want to re-edit it to make it more British? <laughs> No, they're not going to re-edit no, it. No, not like... Get more British. We're not that bad. <laughs> Change all their accents. <laughs> what are you looking forward to, Alex? That's um, actually coming out there. I was actually just looking through all of the the releases coming up. They don't look that great, to be honest, a lot of them. Um, I, I, <laughs> okay. I'm curious, like... No, I'm Out of these lists here, I'd say about 90% of it is either, like, Disney properties or just looks garbage. I'm curious what you guys think about this bohemian rhapsody movie that's coming out oh that looks with, awesome with boy, dude ramey it, it's got Malik. ramey in it that's um, how i know it's he, gonna he be looks good the part well he, really he looks, looks, he looks great part. um i, I know there's a bit drama for behind the scenes oh you're Brian aware Singer. of the drama behind the scenes yeah um i don't know if that 
if that's going to affect the end product well, too much. I, I don't know. We're what do you know about the drama behind not. the scenes? Because there's a decent um, amount. I'm, it was something to do with Brian Singer and Rami Malek conflicting on creative decisions, isn't it? Am I wrong on that? No, Brian know. Singer was the original director. Wasn't he accused of like some sexual oh, yeah. stuff? Yeah. Okay, and that's why he got kicked off of it. Okay, because like, they're... Direct, he directed most of the movie. I, I believe that's what happened. Really? He's, he's still credited yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm, he still is, because he directed most of it. It looks like uh, what you're saying is true from a quick Google okay. search. Yeah. Um, because there was other, there was actually other drama behind the scenes that I was thinking of that had nothing to do with that. Initially, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, oh yeah, yeah, came up with, uh, you know, it was it was kind of his passion project, and he really wanted to explore the the life of Freddie Mercury, and he was quoted saying something like, "Yeah, he went to crazy gay parties where there were midgets with." cocaine plates on their head that would be passed mm -hmm. you know they would just walk around the party and people would just snort cocaine off the midgets head and, <laughs> and um the biggest conflict that they had was with the remaining band members because i i believe they own the rights to the story of any uh -huh. kind of queen freddie mercury biopic and whereas sasha baron cohen really wanted to explore the life of Freddie Mercury, uh, the band supposedly wouldn't let it happen because they were more concerned with having a story that focused on the band and being like, well, we, you know, we did a lot of great things after he died too, and he wasn't the only thing that made us good. Yeah. We're, we're a great band even without him. And so they, from my understanding, from what I've read, it seems like the band really wanted a movie where Freddie Mercury dies and the movie just keeps going and talks about how cool the band is. I could be wrong, mm. but that's that's my uh, understanding of the situation, and that's why I'm not really looking forward to it. Is, uh, yeah, we just don't know. I mean, the trailer looked fine. I can't judge the movie at all, because I don't even know if they I mean, they're going to do what you said, Adam, until we, I see it. Exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm worried that's the case, is what I'm saying. And when, uh, we, when we say the trailer looked fine... I mean, the trailer d d didn't really show anything. The trailer, no. The trailer, trailer looks just... like a Queen biopic. Exactly. That could have been edited by anybody. You know, like so many trailers look fine, and the movie looks like shit. No, I think I think it was an above average trailer because, like, right. yeah, I think so. You 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 go to like the stereotypical. Uh, let's like let's go to Suicide Squad where they just fucking use uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and they just play out the whole song, <laughs> and this was like this. They they took all of Queen's songs and blended them together, and it yeah. was really just that had a great flow to it. Trailers like can be well edited. On that was awesome. Does, yeah, it was and it a doesn't very really well mean much trailer. in terms of the quality of the movie. <laughs> it doesn't I'm mean saying. the movie's going to be yeah, exactly. good. I agree, because no. the production's a disaster. The but evil... hey, you know what? Han Solo had a production disaster, and that turned out great. Yeah, <laughs> the Evil Dead yeah. 2013 trailer was awesome, but the movie was shit. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of those yeah. where I'm just thinking, oh, sure, who the fuck edited these trailers and why don't they get an Oscar? You know, no. if you can make a shitty movie look awesome, you're doing your job. That's exactly yeah, what I guess they pay them for to mm -hmm. make gigantic pieces of shit look sellable. <laughs> I, I can't judge the movie at all, like you said, but I think I'm going to give it a chance because it looks decent. Mm. Yeah, it'd it be a shame average. to waste such good casting for yeah. Freddie. 
you know. I, and I know at the very least, Raimi will be good. Well, I My I boy. like I love Raimi, um, mm-hmm. but I would have or rather Rami. seen Is it Rami Sasha. Malik? I don't know. I'm I'm pronouncing him how you're pronouncing him, so we're not. So I don't feel <laughs> different. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to fit in. Okay. Okay. Um, that's fine. I uh, I I would have much rather seen uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, honestly. Especially no. after seeing him, um, he he had like a singing part in I think um, that Sweeney Todd movie, and I mean he does. I look a lot like him too, you know. I I would have loved to have like seen him? that. Sorry, no. Sasha Baron Cohen looks a lot like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you look like. You said you look like. Well, yeah, but Rami Malek, <laughs> Rami Malek looks like him too, and I think Sasha Baron Cohen might be a little too old to play him. Yeah. When he died, he was forty-five. Yeah. How old is how old Sasha is, Baron? He's Cohen? like in his fifties now, right? Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he's I in his fifties. Is he that old? Okay, I'm gonna look him up. Yeah. He's forty-six right now. Perfect. So yeah. No, because like if you're focusing on their whole career, <laughs> yeah, they probably started the, in their twenties, right? Twenties yeah. and thirties. Start right as soon as he gets AIDS. <laughs> 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 That'd be a very different movie. Yeah, had they maybe that. that's how the movie will start. Yeah, it's just focused on his when he has AIDS. Maybe those scenes we saw in the trailer are flashback. Oh my god. All right, you want to get off Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> I kind of want to. Yeah, it's, I, I love exploring this worst yeah. case scenario version of the film. <laughs> like, how bad could it possibly fucking be, you know? Well, in terms of like mainstream movies, I think First Man looks good from what I've seen. What's That's that? the new Damien Chazelle movie. Oh. That's the new Damien Chazelle, and oh. it's not focused on jazz at all. Oh, yeah. I watched the trailer for oh, that, yeah. and it felt not like a Damien Chazelle movie. It looked like one. It just wasn't. The trailer wasn't edited like one. It was edited like a you know an Oscar bait, yeah, know, space movie. It looked like it, which was is fine. I mean, that's how they got to market it. Like a Nolan film in a Ridley Scott kind of movie. But it's cool. I'm glad he's doing something different. Oh yeah, and maybe I'm, he thought. I, I'm not gonna he, say he, it's Maybe he thought he was shit. doing a biopic on Lance Arm, uh, Lance Armstrong instead. Mm. It turned out to be Neil Armstrong. Mm. You never know. Um, we got. Uh, Another movie I'm excited for coming out uh, in a couple weeks, Unfriended Dark Web. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That one's, well, I don't know about you guys, but the trailer looked really funny. It's going to be yeah, boring as shit. I know, like, Skyscraper is going to be hilarious. Unfriended is going to be just painful. But I'm excited you know? to see it in the theater. What do you mean, how do I know? Yeah, how do you know? You haven't seen it. The first Unfriended was really funny. The first Unfriended was not funny. It was boring. It was terrible. <laughs> it was. Pre- I thought it was pretty funny. I saw it in the theater and everyone was yelling oh, all the okay. time. See, I, that's what would make it fun because I, I didn't see the first Unfriended in a theater. I saw it at home. Um, oh, yeah. I saw it in a loud-ass theater yeah. where everyone was talking and, and screaming. That's kind of why I'm excited for this one. It's because mm-hmm. I'll actually be able to see it in a theater. And this one looks much stupider, too. Yeah, it's because it's exploring the dark web, and the filmmakers yeah. clearly have no idea what the dark web is. Dude, this is dark web. <laughs> yeah, that was pointing. fucking hilarious. Meanwhile, like, th- this is literally the most diverse group of friends ever <laughs> that routinely uh-huh. chats with each other online. They were they were picked out by a studio. Exactly. Perfectly. It looks it looks so funny. What are you looking forward to, Alex? We're just gonna um, go alternating around. There's a new movie from. I've only just found this on here. From uh, God, how do you even say his name? The guy who did uh, the the deer one, 
Um, killing the sacred deer, <laughs> lobster. Oh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Thank you. I didn't want to butcher his name. Um, she's called the favorite. Oh, was, when's that? Obviously, going to be weird, probably. Um, well, to me, it says first of January, but it'll probably be of twenty nineteen, but it'll probably be earlier. Yeah, it says November for oh, you guys shit. in the U.S. and it doesn't wow, say calendar really? on there. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, he just released the Killing of a Sacred Deer last year, yeah. and then the year before was Lobster. He really two pumps years. out movies. Two years is good. There are certain directors that just do that. Like yeah. barely though. Fucking uh, what's his face? The French guy, the French Canadian guy that everybody loves, that I love. Oh, the Blade Runner Arrival. 2049. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. He made a movie yeah. every year yeah, for five years, and they were all great. Who the fuck does that? Mm-hmm. Insane. I don't, I don't think a single director Denny has done that. for five years. Other than him. Woody Allen does it. A, a great movie every year for five years? He had a good run for a bit in good like the 70s. Good or great? Like, a great run, I'll say. Like, Sleeper and Annie Hall, and then... I'm gonna have to pull up a whole list of what he's done. I can do it. I'm willing to bet there was, like, a five-year uh, gap where he just made great movies. Um, Speaking of deceptive trailers, has anybody seen the uh, oh, trailer no. for The Meg, starring Jason Statham and a shark? Yeah. Now, that looks I've fucking awesome. Are you sure it's not because it's just a deceptively edited trailer that the real film won't match in tone at all? Maybe. Because that's my prediction. That looked like a fake trailer to me as well. They look like <laughs> Rampage tier. <laughs> I feel like a lot of Hollywood movies nonsense. look like fake trailers now. Yeah, yeah. Like that South Park episode where they're just bullshitting on the screen with like Adam Sandler in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rob Schneider is a derpity derp derp. We're yeah. at that point now. <laughs> <laughs> we are. What they fucking now? predicted it five I mean, years ago. Yeah, that South Park episode was like, what, 10 years ago? And they were commenting on like a current Yeah. Trend. It's been this way for a yeah, while. And it's, it's only been this gotten way worse. Since, like, I don't know, the nineties. I guess it's even worse now. Maybe even I, I don't earlier. know. It's been pretty. I'd say like when they released the Battleship movie, it all went downhill. Like that's yeah. when they officially ran out of <laughs> nah. ideas. <laughs> nah, like when you're making Battleship that. movies, that's no, because they had like at least like some. It was at least like one percent inspired. But Battleship, that was zero percent inspired, and then it just went downhill from there. And now we're making fucking Jumanji two and Rampage. Yeah, I mean the Meg. I don't know the Meg. Like fucking <laughs> what South Park was making fun of. <laughs> like none of that was inspired. <laughs> that wave of Rob Schneider being different things. You know, Jack and Joe mm-hmm. was inspired too. Bruce Bigelow or whatever it was. Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> they just kept then the hot Rob chick. Schneider is a carrot. And there were a lot of those too. Is there 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 was uh like those the Wayans brothers movies, White Chicks and like Little Man yeah. and shit. That was comedy. That was different. That uh, was just like comedians trying to make movies and they failed. I mean, it's just as they much just, it's they were just, just, just uninspired though. They, no, 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 no. I think that's those are comedians that aren't funny making bad movies. This is like a studio going, all right, we have Dwayne Johnson. Let's put him in a green screen room and just we'll put him in front of a skyscraper and then we'll put him in front of a gorilla and then we'll put him with Kevin Hart in front of a fucking jungle. And they just keep doing that. They probably shot all three of these movies so in much like money. one day. They make billions yeah. Oh, yeah. off these stupid mm-hmm. ideas. The Meg's going to make so much money. A fuck ton of money. Those shitty comedies made a lot of money too back in the day. That's exactly why these trends exist. When you see something yeah, sure. being spammed, it's because it's a successful formula that's easy to replicate. Right, but it, it, Adam Sandler came up with the idea. Now it's like a like a room of executives come up with these ideas. It's yeah, different. I mean, it's a different kind of uninspired hackness. 
Well, than we're used I to. mean, you can't you can't <laughs> say that a room of executives didn't come up with a lot of those shitty comedy ideas. You know, I don't just I just think because Jack like, and Jill came from the mind of Adam Sandler. You, yeah, <laughs> that I guess. <laughs> I don't know. There's what there's multiple writers on those projects usually too. You know, like those shitty comedies. When you Fake think names. of white chicks, do you think of like Hollywood at its at its peak? You know, like, yeah. No, because I think Marlon Wayans came with... up with the idea. I think Marlon Wayans went to them and's like, "I want to dress up as a white chick, and that's my movie." And they went, "All right, we'll give you money." Like it's different. You don't think some random asset came up with the idea for skyscraper, and even though no, it was a I think rip-off a, a of room of executives. Or... Yeah, I think a room of executives. What is being Googled the most? Oh, shark. Yes. There we go. Right. There's, a, there's your movie. Uh, fucking Thank you, Jason Alex. Beer Breath with a Shark. There you go. Uh huh. Yeah. Fuck it. They take like all the Google analytics that Google sells to them for fucking mm. millions of dollars and they make a movie out of it. And they have their computer that makes movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's where all the info from Cambridge Analytics is going. That's right. Yeah. To make Probably, yeah. movies like The Why Meg. Why is it called The Meg, though? Can someone explain to me? Apart from the fact it's a megalodon shark. Because everybody hates Meg. <laughs> oh, it's a Family Guy joke. Yeah. Okay. Ah, there we go. That, Those Family okay, Guy jokes were popular that day when they were writing the script. Yeah. I don't know why it's called the Meg. I have no fucking idea why it's, it's called the Meg. I know it's short for Megalodon. But oh, what, yeah, that's what, why. Is there like Megalodon. A, but is that, that's not oh, a clever it. pun or anything, <laughs> is it? Is it like a female one that's like huge and they call it Meg? Is that the I don't know. That's what that's what the auto title generator came up it's with. Not, okay? It's not gonna be good. <laughs> they fucking put the script into the computer and that's the title it generated and they put it out. <laughs> Meg is searched a lot on Google. The Meg. Because Megalodon's too fucking long for people to pronounce. <laughs> can't it's Meg. It. That's probably yeah, exactly why. They're like, no one's I gonna know be why. able to type that in Google. It's too many letters. <laughs> you're right, gonna yeah. you're gonna fat finger it. No one can pronounce that. Uh, titles have to be short. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Black Klansman yeah. from Spike Lee. Oh yeah, what, what do no, you like from Spike Lee? Can I ask you that? Um, a lot of things he's made. I like, I love Malcolm X, even though it gets yeah. a little corny at the end. Do the Right Thing is a, an amazing movie. Yeah. Um, Old Boy's great. Oh, <laughs> oh I forgot he did that. Yeah, that Old Boy was like his studio favorite movie. 2013, Old Boy. <laughs> yeah. What was that movie he made recently where everyone raps in it? It's pretty good. Shyrak, uh, Shyrak is pretty good too. Oh, but I think in order to get that made, he had to, he had to do the studio job, and the studio job was Old Boy. I've been doing my research on the um, Old Boy remake uh, mm -hmm. for reasons, and um, I was watching the featurette, and they don't even fucking mention the original movie. They don't. They just pretend like it really? never exists. Yeah, like you'd think you'd think that a team of That's people weird. working on the project would would have some interest in the original and say something about either what were the challenges of making the scene in comparison to the original, or you know, here's what I loved about the original. Never, not a single fucking thing was mentioned about the original the, movie on the like any of the special features. The remake the old one though. Yeah, yeah it it's does. constantly referencing exactly. It. I don't even know who. That's why I don't it makes know no who sense. wanted to make the movie is the problem. Is I look at that shit. <laughs> the studio did. And Spike Lee doesn't even seem interested. He's like, yeah, no. good movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they could have made because Old Boy is based on a graphic novel, right? Is it? I think so. I think so. Mm, um, I think but you're like right, the, yeah. Spike Lee could have just adapted the graphic novel in his own way, but that's not what he did. He clearly saw the other movie and just copied it, and not did it like poorly. 
Yeah. So I don't understand why they didn't even mention it. Like he was inspired by it. Yeah. He clearly was. I mean, there are things that had to be in it for it to still have the same title, I guess. <laughs> like the hallway fight that's shot with one wall of the set missing from the side. Yeah. They had to copy that. They could just do their own thing. They had to do it. They just they had did to do it that, much worse. Except it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just did it much, much worse. Yeah. And they put I'll, a fence uh, in front of it for some reason. You will, you will hear my very detailed opinions on this movie in the future. Don't worry. Um, oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, um, I did recently watch Do the Right Thing, um, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to hate Spike Lee less for the old boy thing. So I'm trying to explore. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm trying to explore movies that are supposed to be good from him. And I liked it. It had a great personality, but it had some really shitty pacing issues. Like it, it was just, it fucking dragged on the whole movie. It was very no. repetitive. There were characters that just didn't add anything to the movie that they kept cutting back to. They weren't a part of anyone's story, you know? Like it was just Well, cuz the movie doesn't really have a like it a It meanders. It's just until the very end where something happens. I guess it meanders, but it's in a good way. Like, oh. It's a, it's not really it's not really a movie that's I I don't want to say it's not going anywhere, but there's no plot. It just cuts to all these different people living on this one block and just the dynamic they have. And I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. And I I would love that concept if it were an hour and a half and not 2 hours. Cuz by 2 hours through the movie it's like what the but when's something gonna fucking happen? Like you're you're just showing Dude, the same shit over. The exactly, it should happen. I think it builds everyone up very well to that that final climactic scene, which no. is like that's what makes the movie. And then no. that ending is very divisive amongst people. I love the ending, but I just I oh yeah I didn't. I wish that there was more of a pro- progression getting there instead of just showing the same three scenes over and over repeated. That's basically what, the what they did. Scenes? I mean, there's Mookie stuff with his family and then him going back to the there's South the, Pizzeria. Yeah, I mean, like there's the pizza <laughs> guy yelling at, yelling at somebody and then the why are there no black people on the wall and then the random guys out on the street and everybody's racist to each other and everybody hates each other. Cut to like the, you know, Asian uh, store owners and they're racist too. The white people are racist. The black people are racist. Everybody's racist. And that's the whole movie. And it's just like it repeats itself for so long. Like I said, I liked it, and uh, I appreciated its style. I thought that the opening was very powerful. Um, the mm-hmm. performances were great for the most part, but it's just it's for for a movie like that that's just going to be so repetitive, where it just does the same thing over and over. It shouldn't be two hours. Is all I'm gonna say. All right, okay. fair enough. I didn't think it was repetitive. No, I mean it's been a while since I've seen it too, like a year. Oh. I, I, I try to watch it every few years. I've seen it like five times, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watch that movie a lot. But uh, what are you looking forward to? A few. Let's go like one more round of movies we're looking forward to. One more to. round. Okay, let's. I've got one here. Yeah, do it. Let's go. New uh, Steve McQueen movie. Whoop. Called Widows. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Is it called Widows and not Windows? <laughs> it, no, I, I misread it as Windows too. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's going to probably be a problem for them, but. Yeah, that's probably going to be good based on the track record. Yeah, yeah. they should have called it the Meg, so no one got no one gets confused. <laughs> they should have <they> <laughs> just called, called it Wid. Wid. <laughs> <laughs> the Wid. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hacks. Yeah, I didn't even know we had a new movie coming out. I'm looking oh forward yeah, to it too now. I've been looking forward to yeah, that for a while. I it. And I totally thought it was Windows. 
but um, <laughs> I guess the trailer it makes more sense as widows, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, I got one more for you. Okay. This is probably this is probably gonna be. I don't know. I'm expecting it to be really funny. Uh, Venom 2018. Tom Hardy. <laughs> um, yes. That one's gonna be. Are you good. are you not looking forward to any genuinely good movies, Adam? What are you talking about? The first it, thing I said was you oh, have sorry. the Venom, the, the Meg, and the second, um, and yeah, Unfriended too. No, I didn't say I didn't say the Meg. Oh, skyscraper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mentioned eighth grade from Bo Burnham. But oh, eighth grade. Yeah. yeah that was okay. that's. I mean, I'm looking at what's coming that's out one. recent in, in recently. Um, and this, we're, I'm all the way into October right now, and I'm on IMDb. But realistically. By the end of October, already I'll already have been at Toronto Film Fest and Vancouver Film Fest, and I'll have seen like all of the movies I want to see in the year for the most part. I just okay. IMDb just doesn't really uh, list those as uh, release dates because a lot of those have already been released in other countries anyway, and I think they count American release dates. I don't know, but they're not showing up here. Anything that I would actually be interested in, I'm gonna have to wait until the <laughs> official schedule is out for like Toronto Film Fest or Vancouver Film Fest to really tell you what I'm excited for, but I'll only know like, I don't know, a couple weeks to a month before that actually happens. Okay. Okay. That being it. said, well, I am let me, let me looking know forward Venom. to yeah. Venom <laughs> because it looks hilarious. Uh-huh. Sony, what the hell are you doing? That looked like a fake trailer. So he drops out of Suicide Squad because it looked so bad and then joins Venom. Great. Yeah. I mean, it could be better. They keep saying symbiote wrong in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> they keep pronouncing it wrong. It whoever the that whole woman concept was, makes was no sense to me. I thought Venom's uh-huh. story was that he looks like Black Spider-Man because he first goes onto Spider-Man when the little no. Google crashes on the planet, right? Actually, I don't know, based on the comics. I don't, I don't Eddie know Brock is a character who uh, gets it first, I think. Okay. I'm not a, bi- a big lore nut for Spider-Man, so I don't really know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. Either way... The film's allowed to have creative liberties in that sense, but Eddie Brock is a character, and he is—he does get uh, gooed by the Venom thing. I watched the trailer for that, and it looks like a fan cut from using footage from yeah, other movies that Tom Hardy has been in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even look like yeah. it's footage from the movie. It's so weird. <laughs> doesn't Sony yeah. just have to shit out Spider-Man films to keep the rights to Spider-Man yeah. anyway? It's like the yeah, only reason they will. God so bless that's them. why it's going to be terrible. Yeah, but they have they've teamed up with Marvel, so they make Spider-Man movies. Marvel. Does. But is this in the and Marvel also, universe? Also, Tom Holland is in it, from what I've heard. What? Wait, really? He's yeah. serious? Where? Where? Wait, so someone was MCU. telling me that because I was talking about it with somebody, and they told me that Tom Holland is in it. Okay. So well, I don't know. Just we'll see about that. Your friend know. of a friend, or it's, yeah, just a friend of mine who okay. keeps up to date on all the Marvel stuff. He's like a big. He's not on IMDb. And he yeah, says Tom Holland is in it. He's not on the IMDb, yeah, right? He might just, be fucking wrong. I just wrong, scroll through the. I can do a control F, I guess. Tom Hall. Nope. Not oh, that's what I've heard. No? Well, they're keeping it secret then. You heard <laughs> it here first, guys. <laughs> I just got the impression it was its own film. Like, name your yeah, friend so you can shame him later. No, I'm oh. not going to name him. I'm not going to name my source. Dox your friend. I don't, I don't want Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you his address instead. I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'll I'll just name these two quick. The House Jack built in <gasps> Climax. Oh! Those two look awesome. Oh! Because it's Lars von Trier. No. Disgusting oh, people. Yeah. And then and then um, Gaspar Noé, disgusting people. Shit. But like, one, one, one movie I'm really looking forward to is Hot Summer Nights. I really hope that's good. 
because that looks like it could be a lot of fun and really interesting. I uh, profusely apologize because that reaction was not for Lars von Trier. That reaction was because I just went one page further and I saw um, a reminder of something that I actually am looking forward to. The um, oh, okay. the Lu Luca Lucha Guadagnino remake of Suspiria from the the director of Call Me by Your Name and uh, I Am Love. He's oh, remaking yeah. Suspiria, and mm -hmm. uh, that has a lot of potential. I don't know if it's going to be great or not, but I mean, he's it'll at least be very well shot. Is my my expectation for it? So I yeah, am, I am looking forward I mean, to that. It, it's a horror remake, which that. That's something going against it, but have you Dakota seen the original? Johnson though? is good. I haven't. I, I plan on seeing the original before I see the new it's one. It's not good. <laughs> it's really. It's very. I heard color it's a classic. It's colorful. It's one of the most colorful horror movies you'll ever see from the 1970s. But it's really okay. boring, and there's a fucking characters that do really stupid shit that make you roll your eyes. Some of the effects are really bad, and it's really colorful. It was a creative uh, decision for the 1970s, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some other Argento films to make me uh, appreciate the filmmaking of this director. But uh, Suspiria, the original, uh, not great, honestly. All right, well, I'll have to Very see. Very colorful. Anything else we're looking forward to? Last, last. I'm mentions? sure. I'm sure. Well, we can talk about this later another time. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Unless somebody wants to okay. say something else really bad, but I think we got enough out there. Yeah, I think we got enough. Yeah. I was gonna say Don Quixote, but that's never coming out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you. Uh, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned that in uh, right before we started the call, and I purposefully didn't correct you on your pronounce pronunciation. Because oh, I found it so hilarious it that you pronounced it Don Quixote. <laughs> so how do you pronounce it? Don then? Quixote. Don Quixote? Okay. Now I know. Knowing's half the battle. Yeah. It's actually the man who killed Don Quixote. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually got tickets <laughs> to see <laughs> the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Great. Like, that's yeah. a real title? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it exists either. <laughs> but I got tickets to see it. It's starring uh, Sam Elliott, the man who killed oh, okay. Hitler and then the Bigfoot. And then Don Quixote. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I think I saw the trailer or some shit. I don't think there's a trailer. There's a poster <laughs> that got upvoted on Reddit, and that's about it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I saw the poster. Yep. It'll probably be shit, but whatever. I got tickets. <laughs> hey, who knows? You never know. Could be great. Yeah. Could be. So negative. So negative all the time. So pessimistic. Or so yeah. So sardonic. Do you even like movies? You go in wanting to hate it. I do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I would love for That's every right. movie I've ever seen to be the worst thing in the world, and I hope I never get any kind of significant <laughs> experience out of an art form that I pay to see. You pay money so you could so you could be fucking bored in a yeah. theater for two hours. I hope I have miserable experiences for everything for the rest <laughs> of my life. I want I to that. not enjoy myself. What's that movie we wanted to talk about? I think you wanted to talk about First Reformed. I don't want to talk too long about it. Alex hasn't seen it, but uh, okay, we can. Yeah, but I, can't, I can't see it yet. It's not out. Yeah, you were saying it's. Well, I, you were saying it wasn't a controversial review, but I think it was. So Adam reviewed mm. the movie. He gave it a seven, which means you really thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was really I good. Th I thought it was the best movie this year. One of the best movies about religion mm. to, to explore that topic I've seen in a fucking long time. I thought it was better than Silence, even. 
and Martin Scorsese's like the master at making religious movies. So let's discuss a bit. Why'd you hate it? So what issues do you, what do you have guys with actually me? Disagree on? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is is this just gonna be something where I don't like it enough for your liking? Like, what is? Yeah, that's what's exactly going on here? Like, that's exactly. I, I, I Why do you not think it's the best it movie of the year? <laughs> you have to enjoy it more. I think I don't think you gave it enough credit because I think there's a lot going on in this movie. There's <laughs> this a lot of themes. What's <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I feel that way. I don't think you gave it enough credit. I okay. Don't. Give it more credit. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't, I don't know where credit? to go from there. I don't know what uh, I'm supposed to say about that. Well, well what were your... you actually disagree with, Ralph. Well, I okay, well, yeah, let's, let's go down the points. I was hoping Adam would mention things he doesn't like about it, but he didn't okay. like the music for one thing, which I thought was... I thought the was, music sucked. I thought it was not great, but serviceable for the story. I mean, it's I, I wouldn't even really call it music. It's like it's just this ambient... Yeah, I wouldn't. Noise I wouldn't really call to signify, it music like, <laughs> This building, this building of these horrific thoughts in his head, like that's all it meant to me. So yeah. I thought it totally worked. Like I don't think it was even there to build tension necessarily. Uh, it definitely was, but here's here's why it didn't work for me. It's because the first okay. half of the movie exists perfectly fine without it, and I prefer. I much prefer the first half of the movie just being a straightforward, you know, almost like a fucking. Michelle Hanukkah film, one that doesn't need music in order for the audience to feel the emotions. And like you said, it's barely music. It's, it's, it's to me, and I said this in my review, it sounded like the type of ambient, uh, half music, half sound sort of thing that would show up on, on a main menu for a survival horror video game. Ooh. It was just obnoxious and it, it didn't need to be in there in that setting. You know, especially no, with the rest of the, especially the, with the rest of the film constraining itself to that aspect ratio and giving you like a much more um, older kind of feel to it. That soundtrack was mm -hmm. way too modern. It didn't help me experience any of the emotions that it wanted me to, and it only detracted away from being able to feel the tension that I would have been feeling without the soundtrack being there. That's a shame. Well, I, like again, you felt that way, and that's genuinely. Cool. But for me, yeah. it signified, like halfway through the movie, is when his mind starts to be plagued by these more radical thoughts, and that's when the music starts to come in. So I think it signifies that. And like you were saying, it's also more modern, and mm -hmm. this movie is like a critique of modern religion versus the the old way of doing things yeah. because. You got Ethan Hawke, who's a very old school guy in an old school church, and the movie's about this modern world basically coming in and religion being treated yeah. as a business and taking over. Yeah, so that's very fair. That that decision totally worked for me. The soundtrack by itself, ignoring the context of the film, I didn't like. The soundtrack okay, by itself, fair. it sounded like a budget Akira Yamaoka trying to do a ripoff of one of the tracks, one of the ambient tracks from Silent Hill 3. Like they had temp music and somebody just went in and did a worse job. That's what the soundtrack sounded like to me. <laughs> well, for, like I barely even counted his music. I wouldn't listen to it on my iPod, but it's just to, supposed to That's make you fine. uncomfortable. Whether, whether we want to like say it's coming. technically music or not, it is a composition that a musician yeah. put into the film, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it is effective in context in the movie. Yeah, I, I disagree both context and regardless. Okay, what else we got here? And I mean, okay, let, let, me, let me also say this. 
if mm-hmm. every negative aspect that I mentioned in my review was completely fixed and not not like replaced with something that goes out of its way for me, but you know is absent from the film and and those problems didn't exist, my point would be mm-hmm. raised by one. It would be an eight out of ten, <laughs> not a seven out of ten if all of those problems didn't exist. I just didn't I didn't feel okay. blown away by the majority of the film. I really loved it and I appreciated a lot of it. And remember, eight out mm-hmm. of ten is a great rating, you know. But I just yeah. um it's not the best movie of the year for me, I don't think. That's a shame. I'm not gonna I don't know. It'd be weird it would be <laughs> weird for me to rag on you for uh not not like an Isle of Dogs so much, you know? Like you need to appreciate it more. I don't think Isle of Dogs <laughs> has that much going on in it. That's why okay. I didn't get anything out of it because it was like a standard story told well because it's Wes Anderson and he's like technically a, a great filmmaker. You can't even deny that he, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Technically, it's just very hollow movie I feel, and the dialogue didn't work for me. And I think this movie has a lot of really it asks a lot of interesting, challenging questions about religion and radical, you know, extremism, and you know this this modern like uh, business corporate mentality of religion versus the old-fashioned religion i didn't really feel like the movie got me to think about anything that i didn't already think about before i don't feel yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i the um the parallels um were interesting that's for sure but uh i didn't i didn't feel like it went really in depth with it as much as i would have liked it to i thought it was Mm -hmm. relatively surface level for my experience at least yeah, maybe maybe if you watch it again. Did you? Well, you said the whole environmental angle was a little shoehorned in and uh, not very subtle, and I I disagree with you there too because I think it's integral to the story. It can still be integral to the story and more subtle. I but I thought it was subtle enough. Okay, I disagree. <laughs> okay, why do you disagree with that? Well, I mean, we literally just said I feel blank. I'm not sure how. We can change our our feelings on the matter if it's just a matter of preference in the same way that, you know, like you, you're not bothered by the music. Like these, these things that we disagree on are very just how it affects you emotionally sort of things, you know, like I, I don't know sure. how to really. Uh, you're just on different wavelengths. It yeah, resonated I differently mean, with the Perry. Yeah. There's certain things that are going to connect with us more than other things, you know, because we're individuals mm-hmm. and we have different experiences and different tastes. And I think that's okay. really just what it boils down to. What would you give it? Like a 10 out of 10? I mean, five stars I gave it. Yeah. I'd have to see it again to, because I, I don't even think I got fully everything out of it. I got these these broad themes and this parallel he was making between, you know, the pollution of the earth and his pollution of his mind with this yeah. radical ideology. Like that was fascinating to me as well. How someone like a, a of a weak mental state like him can be influenced by these outside forces like that, and I don't know. So I would have to see it again to give it a ten. But yeah, watching it and then leaving the theater, I was like, wow, that was a really challenging movie, and that's asking a lot of difficult questions. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was lecturing me after after a certain point. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel like it was lecturing at all because for me, like a not subtle stupid message like this whole environmental message it had would be dumb if it if the movie was no different without it 
But I feel like it's an integral part of it, it being an allegory for the pollution of his mind with radical. Oh yeah, I didn't. I I said in my review, like I don't, I don't wish that the element was removed from the film, just that it were more subtle. Mm hmm. Yeah, I guess, like Alex said, different wavelengths. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about it with you because I think it's interesting. That's fine. And I know people want me to. I know people want me to fucking grill you on it. <laughs> well, yeah. People want blood, right? People want blood. People want exactly fighting. Yeah. If you want to talk about this more later too, I'm I'm open to that. Oh yeah, but, we totally uh, should. I don't want to take uh, too much time on this podcast doing that because Alex hasn't seen it. I don't. Want oh to... yeah, maybe if Alex has seen mm-hmm. it, we can talk. He's about not it really able to be a part of the discussion. I right know. Now. He's, yeah. he's listening like, oh my god, these fucking two assholes. Your mic's broken. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, you wanted to talk about uh, Hereditary. We've all seen Hereditary. Alex just saw it. And I want to know what he thinks of it. Yeah, I, I saw loved it today. It. Um, mm-hmm. So you gave it like a, a five, right? You absolutely loved it. I and loved Adam it. Gave yeah. it. You gave it what, a seven. Yeah. He hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he laughs> just like first reformed, he hated it. it. <laughs> um, I I come down in between you guys. I think um, <gasps> I thought the film felt really long, despite. Mm-hmm. Actually, not being too long. That's just an average movie, thanks. But it really dragged me at points. But it was one of those experiences mm. that I have with a lot of horror movies, especially within this genre, where when they, when they're set up in this way, I spend a lot of the time guessing where the film is going, using previous films of this genre to try and see where things are going. So a lot of the time, you're like guessing where where is this going, and it it did, it did keep subverting my expectations and like things that happened towards the beginning of the movie, like completely changed the tra- trajectory. And by the end of it, I was like, kind of overwhelmed because it's, it's it's certainly quite a striking movie in a lot of ways with with the, how how creative it is with its horror elements and it did show me things that I feel like I hadn't seen before, especially in a, a modern a horror movie, which at this point is so so predictable and another story with the terrible UK audiences. I always seem to get half mm-hmm. the people just walked out. Yeah, um, <laughs> about fifty minutes into the film, yeah, wow, really? Yeah, they actually just got up and left, and they were laughing at the film. Um, so I, it, it was really, it was, it was really. I, I, I nearly went over to them and told them to get out because I was so frustrated because I was really into it. I was really wanted to get invested, and they kept mm-hmm. pulling me out by laughing all the time. Uh, things are just are not funny because like the film isn't particularly funny. Yeah, so after after I finished it and let it digest for a little bit, normally. When you're when you're a bit sort of confused about a movie or overwhelmed, it's either mm-hmm. going to gradually sink into, yeah. The more I think about that, the less I like it, or the more I think about that, the more I like it. And I, I'm as because it's only been a few hours at this point since mm-hmm. I've seen it. I'm I'm liking it more and more the more I think about it. And I, yeah. I do think when I rewatch it, especially with all the cheeky little details that are hidden throughout the beginning that mm-hmm. I was talking to my friend who I saw it with that reminded me of things that happened. It's like, oh yeah, that's a that's a really cool detail that you don't even think about yeah. this setup at the beginning and there's payoff for it. I think it's a very well-structured movie, well-shot. Sometimes just tiny sentences. Yeah, exactly. Like offhanded comments that are incredibly relevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to just get better with each rewatch, maybe even creepier because I'll be in a... I can just watch it at home without people got them ruining yeah. it for me. Yeah. I, I saw it again recently and like everything you said, Alex, is totally correct. Like watching it the second time, once you know this ambush is coming, basically. Because <laughs> yeah. it's set up from like the very, not even, not the first shot, but like the first scene, basically. Mm-hmm. 
they start setting this shit up already. And you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't see any of this coming before. And it's the, there's these symbols everywhere yeah. on the pole where a, an incident happens. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not spoil, spoil it. it. <laughs> yeah. There's a pole and there's like a little symbol on the pole. And you're like, holy shit. So that adds this whole other level to it where maybe this accident wasn't mm-hmm. so accidental. And like all these things just come together the second time. And it's that's why it's so great to watch yeah. a second time. It's like you're watching yeah. a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, even just, you know little details in terms of like pages of a book that she's oh, you yeah. know they only show mm-hmm. up on the screen for one second but you you get the whole picture of what's happening just from yeah noticing one part of that page i guess um mm-hmm. and i love the subtle aspects to this film which is why i don't really care as much for everything literally just being said at the ending like literally just out loud to the audience yeah i felt well, that a little bit which yeah. part literally the i'm not going to spoil it but the ending of the film is literally just some the, uh, the, the very end said, yeah the very end this is what what happened audience in case you didn't get it yeah then, that's what that felt no like no me. no i didn't i didn't feel that because they were explaining to the character who would just uh god i can't say it yeah, you can be as as vague about it as you want. We all, yeah. anybody who's seen it will understand what we're talking about. Yeah, they're explaining to her what just happened because she doesn't know. And then they explain and put the the whatever on her. Oh god, you're saying too much. I, I know so I'm many easier things. ways to to say this. You can, just, <laughs> you can literally yeah. just say there's a character at the end that would need that information, and they're explaining it to the character and not. The audience. Yes. Yeah. That's why it made sense to me. They're explaining it to them. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, there's a scene where Tony Collette's reading a book and things in the book that are relevant to the movie are highlighted for no reason. That was yeah. a little corny to wow. me, but that's it. Like that was the only exposition I thought was corny. That, the that end... stuff to me just felt like, look, to get this film made, we've got to do some work to have horror audiences like understand what's going on because you know what yeah like and, and there's even, even with that kind of stuff in it's still not gelling with the general audiences yeah clearly because mm-hmm. it's not it's not traditional horror in in what it is yeah. now i would hate to find out that the ending was a part of some sort of compromise i would hate to find that out because i would so much prefer and again i thought the movie was great <laughs> I, I would just very mm-hmm. much prefer for it to be more subtle and i if if let's say the ending left me confused as shit but there was an answer that i could find out by either watching it a second time or thinking about it later because that's a lot of the movie is like figuring things out by thinking about it later even if Mm -hmm. the ending was not wrapped in a perfect little package bow for me and the rest of the audience i would have preferred that more you know like i i love films like cachet although that's a more extreme example of subtlety I, I i think that for this type of film where there is a horror element to realizing things about the film and figuring it out for yourself like that adds a layer of fear i would just prefer for there to be more of that instead of just being told literally what happens at the end you know i feel like the same information could have been presented even to the character and just restrict what the audience hears and or how the audience hears it i guess the same information could have been presented in a different way could have been told differently yeah i don't even like i just saw it as them explaining it to the character it didn't distract me at all and then they're also saying information that we already know basically 
Because they explain in that book exactly what is going on at the end. Exactly. And there are some elements they leave vague to it. So mm-hmm. I thought it was just it was just vague enough. It was just vague enough to be creepy, but not over explaining everything. Until the end when it does literally explain everything. I don't think they literally explain everything. They literally do. <laughs> they don't explain, they explain every earlier. detail. They explain, but... er, they explain earlier what, what is going on in that book that Tony Collette reads. Well, exactly, but that's subtle versus literally just saying that isn't it out loud. subtle. That's less subtle than the ending. No, I mean, like, <laughs> but but at the point in the movie where she's looking through the book, it's it could easily be a red herring, like so many other things in the film are. You know, like you you're not there's there's no certainty as to whether or not things are even actually happening outside of the main character's head at that point. You know, so it is I feel much like we should more just subtle. Talk about this with spoilers. We should just talk with spoilers. You want to say spoilers? If you, if you really want and find it Come necessary, I will not just, stop just, you. Just, just all right, let's let's do it. So at the end, Payman, like all, all the information that's given to us at that very tail end, is that Payman is now Charlie, right? Charlie and Payman are the same being, and they're in the body of the brother. That's it, and they're gonna rule forever. And they say, "Hail Payman!" Like that's all the exposition that's given to us, and we knew Payman was there from when Tony Collette read the book. All of these other elements are vague, like why why they got decapitated, why Charlie's head is like on on this weird like mannequin. Like there's all these other things. Why mm-hmm. everyone's naked, what exactly the ritual exactly. is. No, that's great. Like all of that was terrifying. Yeah. Like it's just vague enough to where when they just explain mm-hmm. to Charlie, listen, you are payment now. It's okay, don't be scared. See, that was fucking scary to me. The way the way that you just described the ending initially, as soon as you went into spoiler talk, if that's what the ending was, that would have been great for me. If they just if they literally just went into it and were like, "Hail," and then said, you know, her name or, you know, gave us a clue that that was her in that body instead of literally just having a character say that, you know, explaining it to her, sure, but also for the audience. I would have rather I would rather have it even more vague from a personal preference standpoint, I guess. I, I did feel like that was for the benefit of the audience. Oh, okay. So you're, you're more like the fact that they didn't leave it ambiguous that Charlie is payment. That's what you're more... You, it's like, stuff that we could have figured out just through everything else in the yeah, film, like you said. Sure. Right? I, I get that. I could understand that. It didn't bother me at all because I knew Charlie was payment from It just made it it made it a lot more goofy. You know, when everything in the film okay. had been so subtle before and like the entire movie goes by and the experience of watching it is like, what's in the corner over there? Or like, what did I just see? Or what does this mean? Or like, oh yeah, that she said this earlier and this didn't mean what I thought it did. And then literally at the end of the movie, it's like it's not like that at all. It it's it's just this is what's happening right now and this is literal and this is what you should understand. Right? And I I wish that the ending played the same way as the rest of the film. And I think that it would have been a better experience for me overall i because the, the people who hate this movie are confused as shit anyway you know the people who hate this movie <laughs> yeah like, i guess find so the I whole thing cater fucking to them? stupid don't cater towards stupid people for your movie i i i the whole experience for me like the reason why i love it is because it's so subtle and because there is a level of fear from from connecting the dots in this movie it's like you know it's 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 a terror in its own way to have that experience, mm-hmm. and I, I wish I could have gotten that at the ending of the movie as well. Yeah, but I don't think it explains so much that it would ruin it. But again, personal preference. My th- one of my bigger problems was that I 
didn't find it that scary. I just found it consistently creepy mm. more than anything, yeah. which is weird because okay. I'm normally pretty easy to scare. Um, I think because it's just so dense with like reveals and plot and character development and stuff that oh yeah, it's not set up in the, in the usual way that the, the horror movie tries to scare mm-hmm. you. It's mm-hmm. like more of a character study drama than a horror movie to me. Yeah, so once I figured that out, I was like, okay, this is almost more of like a thriller drama yeah. thing with, with horror elements as opposed to being the horror movie, the scariest thing ever. Because yeah. all, all the buzz around the film is like, is this generation's The Exorcist? Well, and it's like, here... It makes me roll my eyes when I hear that kind of shit. This is one of the biggest problems I have with A24s because they do this all the fucking time. <laughs> like, every single one of their horror movies is, like, really atypical, but to make money, they have to market it as something that regular audiences would like. You know, like, mm-hmm. you yeah, can't, they, have to they make pretended money. It Comes at <laughs> Night was something completely different than what it was, and I loved what it was, but it's like, you you, you understand that you're just begging your film to be shat on by people and tricking them into seeing your movie, right? Yeah, because they get, like, they get the people who see normal horror movies, like, yeah. Unfriended Fucking to go normies. the theater. Yeah. yeah. And they go see horror movies for a completely different experience. They, they want to get laid. Horror movies... Yeah, they want to get laid or they want to hang out with their friends drunk and watch a horror movie and laugh and clap and go, ah, at jump scares. I want to prove how not scared I am. And listen, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. That's I've done that before, hey too. Guys, it's fun. I'm so not scared, I'm going to make the clicking sound. <laughs> Did anybody do that in your fucking theater? That pissed me off. No. My, my theater, my both times I saw it, they were very polite. They sat there and watched the movie. Oh, you're lucky. It was so nice. Yeah, I know. Even no one laughed, really. It was great. Going back to what you said, Alex, it being scary, hmm. like I don't. What do you? What would you consider a difference between like creepy and scary? Uh, it depends on what the the setup of the film is. Like I thought, the when they were showing flashes of the kind of naked characters or the grandma, that kind of stuff was creepy. But with the crawling around and flying around at the end like a ghost that's not really creepy to me it's like in in the babadook um i found Mm -hmm. the when you don't have any clue what it is and it's all just like noises and and it's all in your head really spooky but then when you see it on the ceiling it's like oh now i can rationalize that that's not scary the fucking video she watches and it's just a fucking hipster in a top hat it's just yeah. some tall dude yeah. <laughs> wearing a hat. Like, oh no, I'm so it's scary. Not, it's not that extreme, but it, yeah. in mm-hmm. terms of like some some reference point, okay. that's yeah. what kind of gets me more. That image in the book in the Babadook was awesome, though. Yeah, when it was. It showed it in the that's, book. Then they that ruined was, it with this dope. stupid. Yeah. I like how they did hat. the ghost in this movie, where it just looked like a, like a like a reflection or something on the, the wall. Shimmer. I really liked how they did the ghost. Yeah, it's just this little just light. You're like, what yeah. the fuck is that? I see like scares as more of a visceral thing compared to like creepiness, which is just like this ambient kind of atmospheric thing that exists throughout the whole movie. And I think there are some really good scares and visceral stuff in it, like when oh, Tony yeah, there, Collette's there like, is, going yeah. around on the ceiling or when the, the girl's head is on the floor and there's like fucking ants crawling on it. Did anybody else think that the uh, CG flies looked really bad? The second time, yeah. First time, I didn't really notice it. I noticed the CG uh, ants looking a little bit weird. The ants Um, were bad. They weren't nearly as bad as the flies, and the maggots also were bad. Like every CG. Yeah. I mean, every time they showed something like that, it was bad. Well, I mean. Really? I mean, that's opinion, but it didn't take me out of it. It just, it's, it stuck out to me anyway. Oh, okay. 
I thought the decapitated head looked great there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. What'd you guys think of the music? Because uh, uh, I've known this composer for a while, Colin Stetson. He just does music on like a saxophone, and that's it. And it creates like this really interesting sound that no one else can really replicate because no one else does music like him. I'm trying to remember the music that was more noticeable and not subtle because there was this weird fucking very low volume music going on in a lot of the scenes that sounded like someone was having a rave party in the other theater, but it wasn't. Like I mentioned this oh, in my that. quickie and I, I was I literally mentioned it thinking like is there it is it it could have just been noise coming from the other theater, but then there were a lot of comments of people being like, Yeah, I heard that too. Like it wasn't it was a part of the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just thought yeah. it was really unnerving. Very low, subtle, like I know. Boom, boom, boom. Like it sounds like a a bass, uh, like repeated mm-hmm. bass note being hit. It sounds like someone's having a party downstairs. <laughs> he puts like microphones all over his saxophone and the bass was like just him tapping the saxophone, whatever I don't the fuck think it's that's called, what the it things was. on the front. It is what it is. I know, because I fucking listen to this guy well, all the time. I, I, He's excellent. That's fine, but I mean, like, are you are you so confident that there's nothing other than saxophone in every track that's in the movie, is what I'm saying? Oh, or? no, there's clearly other things aside that, but yeah. I've listened to his music for so long, so I recognize that, okay. that bass note. Well, I'd and like he to did that uh, in here, explore and I'm like, oh, the man. official soundtrack, and we'll see. Sure. What's happening. I, I it was just really wrong. weird and kind of distracting for me. Really? Yeah. I thought oh it was weird God. in a good way, though. Because mm-hmm. for, for horror to be effective, they have to think of new ways to scare you, and a big part of it is the the, the strings you always go on about, Ralph. That's not scary anymore. You know, that's nothing. No. It's just kind of goofy. You roll your eyes at it. Under the skin. Okay. Uh, um, under the skin took it to a whole new level yeah. <laughs> that no one has taken it to since. Yeah. Um. You, you know the way people traditionally use it nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the any. Any genre <laughs> or formula of music can be, you know, cliched. You can always have, you can always hire a bottom of the barrel uh, composer that does every single studio film, and their music is literally indistinguishable from any other score ever made. You know, that's what the yeah. score yeah, for. But old they didn't Boy do that for this. They got they got an yeah. artist. They got an artist with like a distinct voice who makes this really oh, eerie music to fucking come yeah. in and make the score. And Sometimes it's unlike anything in, I've in ever a different heard. way. Yeah. 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 And that's creepy because you're like, what the fuck am I listening to? Like, like you were thinking, Adam. I only what found is this? it is this even in the movie? I, it took me out of the movie, and I was thinking about whether or not there was another theater making noise. <laughs> I, huh. That's a shame. I yeah. didn't, that didn't even cross my mind. Well. Mm-hmm. I'd love to watch it again. The only reason I haven't is because. It's not in the comfort of my own home, and I had a very bad experience yeah. with the audience when I saw it. So, oh, okay. It's horror fair. movies, man. Worst audiences. Yeah, I completely agree. Fucking dude, bros trying to get laid, and dumb girls who scream at every scene, and mm-hmm. everybody just isn't there to take the movie seriously. When did you guys see it? During the weekends. I saw it opening I saw it night today. In like, it was like oh. two p.m. Really, Monday and like- fucking. Oh, no, it's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry, it's Tuesday, Tuesday. at two p.m. And it's still this bunch of chavs came in, and we're just talking the whole time. And <laughs> oh, that's weird. Unbelievable. Couldn't believe Should've it. Should have kicked their ass. Beat wow. them up. Two p.m. There was a kid in my theater. Great. They walked out. They walked <laughs> out when the girl got decapitated. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this isn't this isn't for us. Yeah, just a really creepy, disturbing movie. All right. Did I we uh, have anything else we wanted to talk about for this movie, or can we? Uh... Wrap it up. No. We're done. It's just good. good, good I'm glad good you liked it, movie. Alex. 
Yeah, I can't wait to see it again. (laughs) I would love to see it in the comfort of my own home and actually experience it without Just give me the the option to pay money to watch it at home. Yeah. You know, it's actually funny. A24, the first, um, I think the first movie I ever watched from them uh, that they distributed was uh, Enemy by Denis Villeneuve. And they did this weird thing where they premiered it simultaneously in theaters and also like on some cable network like some oh, yeah okay. that was that was interesting but anyway i don't yeah they yeah, they didn't do that after that point i guess it just wasn't something that made sense mm-hmm. we have a movie that was recommended by ralph yeah we do we got a little film yeah. it's epic it's called <laughs> shaolin soccer by stephen chow more spoilers yeah, spoilers for Shaolin Soccer. Although it doesn't really matter. There's a lot matter. of twists and turns. No, it does matter. There's a lot of twists and turns in this plot. You can't spoil anything. Um, the plot is there's a bunch of guys in Hong Kong, and one of them's a washed-up soccer player, and he wants to start a soccer team that of people composed... No, it's going to be composed of Shaolin monks who are really good at, like, kung fu or something, and they kick balls, and they... Uh, yeah. They're going to win Literally the kick balls. They yeah, kick they balls. Do. They kick all kinds of balls. What kind of... Uh, have you guys seen any Hong Kong cinema? Because I've seen a lot. Oh, a lot. Yeah, a decent amount. And I don't want to say it's all over the top because I don't want to stereotype wow. like an entire film industry. But most of it's pretty over it's, the top. It's not really <laughs> about the industry. It's about the audience. And Chinese audiences want a very different experience than what North American yeah. audiences want. Like you, the, mm-hmm. the same movies don't sell well in China as they sell well in North America. Like China loved Warcraft and it bombed in the States. Yeah, right? yeah. But hey, Transformers does well here and there. So Yeah. I mean, there's some movies that obviously there's crossover, but in, in general, like Chinese audiences want a completely different narrative experience than uh, yeah. North American audiences told entirely differently i mean a good thing to do watch infernal affairs and then watch the departed which is a remake of infernal affairs yeah and you can see like how hong kong cinema tackles the exact same movie as like how an american does it yeah and it's fascinating because infernal affairs is so over the top yeah and, yeah i and would actually like to see one's exactly the opposite it is it's really cool yeah it's a good movie too infernal affairs it's just very oh but the part is great too. For again, entirely different movies. Before we before we get too detailed into the plot, can I can I ask you, Alex? Um, mm-hmm. Do you get triggered over the word soccer? I do actually. I was about yeah. to grill you guys on that one. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't even boys. say it. What do you mean, you guys? Shaolin football. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's called soccer, Alex. What are you? What are you talking yeah. no, about? No, just because you're fo- you're terrible football. That's not even football. <laughs> you have to wear oh, stupid armor. More like egg hand. Ball in your hand, just baby rugby, basically. All right, let me tell you something. Rug football baby. is so much better than fucking your football. Your football is fucking boring. This you is get hilarious. like one score in two hours. I didn't think hours. the movie discussion would turn football, into this. American football is fucking <laughs> awesome. Because it's it just is. ripping off rugby. <laughs> sure. It's we we rug- adapted no, rugby. rugby. We remade rugby, rugby in our own way. Armor. Rugby yeah, because rugby's armor. boring. Rugby's boring. We no. wear armor because we fucking hit each other. Dude, guys, America, we, we founded ourselves. <laughs> listen, listen, we became independent from Alex's shitty country and <laughs> sports. And we were like, we want some fucking awesome sports. So we invented baseball. We invented football. We invented all these cool sports. An awesome sport. 
It is an awesome sport, goddammit. It's so football much better boring. than soccer. At least you fucking Ooh, you score like once in 20 minutes. Amazing. <laughs> baseball is so much better than football. Your football. You are insane. <laughs> guys, guys, <laughs> calm down. All sports are dumb. Hey. It's fine. Okay. Actually, like, I like baseball. You'd, you'd think that I would Good. like hockey a lot. I, I like baseball more than I like hockey, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Shaolin football. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called in Hong Kong? What do they call it? Do they call it soccer in or Hong football? Kong? Or do they not even care? In Hong Kong. They call it Jokao. <laughs> <laughs> but what does it translate to? Soccer or football? I, well, I it's guess called it's called Shaolin Soccer. Who cares? No, it is important. Is it called Shaolin? Is this movie called Shaolin Soccer? Is this movie called Shaolin Soccer or Shaolin Football? That's, it's the it's rules this, of football. You're defining the same thing with two different words. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to call it Shaolin Soccer, so Alex can't works? call it Shaolin Football. <laughs> they kick a ball that's the ti- that's... into it's like, a net, it's like and they're not I... allowed to use their hands. There you go. Does the Chinese word uh-huh. for man translate to man or um in French? <laughs> like, it's the same thing, you know? Okay. That's, that Fine. doesn't make sense. We'll leave it there, then. What you're saying. What would you guys actually think of the movie, though? Epic. <laughs> Best it film is epic. ever made. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to know what Basically. you think, Adam, before we go in. Uh, I bit... I enjoyed it. I um, so I watched this probably when I was like somewhere between thirteen and fifteen, and the only real information that I retained over the past twelve or however many years, I just I just remembered the egg guy, like that weird scene where he's eating oh, yeah. the eggs off of his teammates, and I. I guess that just burned into my brain and um obviously the tone of the whole film and just the wackiness and um I later became more familiar with Stephen Chow and you know Kung Fu Hustle and just how weird his movies are. I don't think it's amazing overall. I I think it's a good movie. I wish that it was um I don't know. I uh, I I guess you guys tell me what what you you liked about it. There there's some issues that I have with it, but uh, I don't know if I want to just it's dive just into a, those it's right a live away. action cartoon. Yeah, it's a live action cartoon. <laughs> I was even reading trivia. He based it on some cartoon from the eighties and like yeah. how mm-hmm. he felt about it, and he did a a perfect oh, really? job with all the sound effects, the, the the crazy motion graphics, and all the crazy stuff, the green screens. Mm-hmm. Stupid, yeah. it's, the it's acting, just ridiculous. like this over the top acting. The characters are all over like the these... top and purposefully melodramatic all the way through. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it we were talking about it. it is. We were talking about the characters in Houseu and how like simplistic they were on purpose mm-hmm. because they're just stereotypes, and the movie didn't pretend as if they were anything other than that, which is charming. Yeah. And this movie did the same thing, just much funnier. Oh like, yeah. There's the there's Team the fat guy evil. in this movie, and his. <laughs> Yeah, Team Evil. The fat guy's character in this movie is that he's fat and he loves eating food. And that's it. That's his only <laughs> character, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> what about the guy who, who calls up the, the girl? He's like, I've got something to tell you 20 years later. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it <laughs> yeah. turns out to be the this girl's secret. husband. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it's like, this, that character has no development. He's just like some <laughs> No, none. And then he suddenly does awesome. that <laughs> just to give him like a bit of depth before he gets like beaten up. <laughs> The, and the female it, character. About it. Yeah, it is. The female character just wants to be pretty, and like that's all she really has going for her. Although she has some pretty badass moments too. She ends up being a stronger female character than like anything Kathleen Kennedy's come up with in the Star Wars movies. 
I uh, noticed one of the uh, tracks in the soundtrack in the movie was a complete fucking ripoff of uh, a track from The Lion King. They played. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? When she like when the someone girl someone pointed out on Reddit. Oh yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. funny. I, yeah. I watched it again. I'm like, oh yeah. As soon okay. as I heard that, I, I was that. like, what the fuck? And I immediately yeah, I mean, compared it. Whatever. The the music is is one of the least memorable parts about it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even paying attention. I think I was laughing too hard to even notice. If anybody's this confused about about it, hilarious. it's the uh, scene where she catches the uh, where where the girl uh, gets the or catches the ball as she's the goalie, and the song from The Lion King is uh, called "This Land." I'll have to listen to that. I'm not that familiar with the Lion King soundtrack, so. Yeah, you know what? About... I take back what I said about the music not being special. Because the this movie gets great in the first musical number. Like that's when this movie solidifies itself as a classic, and that musical number was awesome. Mm-hmm. Where well, he just randomly starts singing with the with yeah, the just out of nowhere, just like twenty minutes in the movie, it decides to be a musical, and it's incredible. <laughs> I like how the one lady gets angry at that. Yeah, she gets angry, but it doesn't become a musical. Yeah. It's just like yeah, we've done that. But that, but then like characters <laughs> within the movie are like, what are you doing? Why are you uh-huh. doing that? And then I love just that. don't really do it again. <laughs> <They're acknowledging laughs> no, never again. Film. But I love that this movie just does, it just does whatever it feels like doing at the moment, which is so yeah. funny and, and creative. Yeah. I mean, like, I think a lot of people, when they first start watching this movie, they, they laugh at it like it's a so bad it's good movie. But it does eventually become like a genuinely good movie. Like, it's very well made. And the pacing is great, and it's really funny, and it has a really great tone and lots of style to it. CGI is great, eh, for the most the part. The effects work is, is pretty good, yeah. <laughs> there's, no, the there's CGI, some... the CGI is corny looking, but it works in the I context mean, of the movie. Some it makes really it even funnier. dated examples in there, but oh yeah, there's some really cool. There's and some impressive awful. Yeah, it reminded well. me of Spy Kids a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, like some of the effects are awful, but that's what made it so charming and funny. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. When yeah. they kick, I think there's a scene where he kicks the ball and like the that brick wall falls down. That looks so fake, but it was funny. So I yeah. guess it doesn't matter. It, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't need to look incredibly realistic anyway for the type of movie that no, it's trying to be. Because that makes it funnier. There was there were like, some really cool shots in it. Um, I really yeah, liked that uh, that age transition when he's like yeah. walking across the field. Like that was pretty seamless. That was really good. The soccer scenes are actually really well shot. Like yeah, you're never confused as to what's going on. All of the some of them. Yeah, well, I mean, the, like this this movie delivers on some fucking badass badass soccer scenes. This is like one of the best sports mm, movies football. I've ever seen. F- football. That's right. Thank you. How the how the damn <laughs> Brits say it before we took their territory from them over here. <laughs> I, I really just don't care enough about either of those sports that I feel like it's okay to say it the British way because they did it first. Yeah, so. that's fine. Americans don't care about soccer either. Okay. So it's fine. But Americans care about American football is what I'm saying. Yeah, we care about our <laughs> sports that we made because they're better. Because mm, only America <laughs> exists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. We have our own fucking system of measurement that no one else uses. Because <laughs> we're assholes. Because <laughs> you're stubborn. Exactly. The most stubborn. We have our own version of everything. Uh huh. It's great. I love it. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that the presentation does have a lot of creative filmmaking going for it. 
Um, some of the shots work better than others. Like, I, I wasn't impressed by every single shot, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It was still fun and entertaining to watch, but you're right. There were a lot of um, scenes, specifically the soccer scenes, where I was most impressed, I guess, by the uh, camera work and overall filmmaking. Like, there's shots where I'm like, I really want to know how they were done. Some of them it was really obvious, yeah. some of yeah. them not so obvious. There were a lot of really mm-hmm. cool practical effects that were utilized for that too. Like uh, there's a shot where I think someone gets hit in the face with the ball. They get hit in the face with something and then it's a hard cut to uh, extreme close-up of their face and they're obviously just pointing a leaf blower at the person from yeah. from the front. But the the effect by the end of it, it looks like you know, his lips moving like that are from the shock or like the whiplash of, of being hit. And it's kind of a <laughs> clever little creative uh, way to do that effect, I think. There's a lot of really yeah. cool, creative things going on in the movie. That's That would be the best mm. word I could use to describe the movie is creative. Creative yeah, and energetic. Definitely. Like, yeah. Energetic. The pacing is so fast. It, it doesn't linger on anything. And what, what I like oh. almost the most about it is it's so so absurd but it's framed by the most cliche by the books like stupid story that has been done a hundred million times before in all of fiction but they but they just dial it up to 11 and they (laughs) they're just completely aware that that it's stupid almost pointless and it's just to frame ridiculous comedy and and Mm -hmm. that's what makes it work it's so it's so self-aware about it but without being annoying that's the thing that baffles me most is Something like this could easily be incredibly annoying without any like structure or form or when you're going so absurd with it. I never found it annoying. I always found it charming and likable and I was smiling the entire way through. Yeah, it had a great sense of humor and self-awareness. I was wondering if it was intentional that it was making fun of movies like that because I genuinely don't know if he just made this movie just to make a sports movie or if he actually knew the story was complete ass and just was just making fun of it the entire time. I don't know. I don't know. Cause the he was, he, they pointed out brilliant. There were a couple of like Spielberg nods in there. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know there if were he's a lot obviously of familiar with that kind of, you know, that kind of blockbustery schlock that you expect. Mm-hmm. So it is possible that it was just from the beginning. Cause it is, it's surprisingly witty. Some of the parts some of the jokes in the movie are like, wow, that was I, was I was expecting it to simply be kind of the falling over physical stuff. But there was actually mm-hmm. a lot of the dialogue I found really funny and witty. Yeah, that's the weird thing about it. It's it's intelligently made. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so it would it does anything for a laugh. Mm-hmm. anything like they there was that scene they're reversing the team of women and they all have mustaches for some reason they all have yeah. facial hair why i don't know because they yeah. thought it was funny and it's such it's a dumb Stephen joke Cow. you end up laughing even though it's not really that funny yeah, yeah. i mean it, it totally worked well, there's really. like a scene with the main characters like running away and it's just sped up footage with the goofy running away <laughs> sound effect from fucking scooby-doo and it's like it's so like what ridiculous. the fuck was that yeah <laughs> But it's hilarious. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's like, like other things in movies like that usually bother me, but it didn't at all. Like you were saying, Alex, eh. it's not annoying. It annoyed you, Adam? I still don't like sped up footage in most cases. <laughs> I don't either, yeah. but there's something about just... But in this, it, it was funny. Yeah. Sound effect. 
Uh-huh. Nah, I, I mean, like most of the movie, I I found to be hilarious in that sense. I just I didn't mm-hmm. get like every single one effective for me. I did. Uh, I I do disagree a bit uh, in terms of my own experience for the pacing. I felt like the beginning of the movie was very incredibly quickly paced, especially with how much exposition we get so quickly. But by the time they're a soccer team. It's already like pretty far f- through the movie. It's like I don't know what an hour through the movie, and then the last hour of the movie is them just doing different games, and it it kind of felt repetitive for me after a while. I could see on a story level why it would be repetitive mm-hmm. because I guess there isn't much growth in the story from yeah. that point. It's basically them playing soccer, and they don't learn that much. But they keep you going with all these entertaining set pieces and funny jokes that I didn't mind at all. Like it was so funny. No, I I, I hear you. It just got a little stale for me after a while. Just like mm-hmm. there's so much magic to it, but the magic kind of like isn't as impressive when you've been seeing it for so long. And it doesn't really do anything like too out of the ordinary from what it's set up by the end of the movie, you know? It's kind of just doing the same kind of things for the whole movie. Do you think like the soccer matches toward the end weren't as exciting or as um, interesting as the stuff in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. the initial impact of seeing the soccer scenes in action is part of what made them so special for me. And by the end of the movie, it's just like, you know, I it, it, it was difficult for me to care about what was happening in the story and the, the overall sequences of what I was watching were kind of just like, yeah, this is more of uh, pretty much the same thing, like just slightly more exaggerated this time. The characters are flying further this time. They're, you know, their clothes are getting ripped off as they do it. It's, it, it was just more of the same for me. Well, I wasn't emotionally enveloped in those scenes because it's, yeah. it's stupid. <laughs> but like, yeah. I was just so curious to see where they were going next. Yeah. And I love that they kept dialing it up because they dial it up to 11 from the get go. Mm-hmm. And it just go it gets higher and higher as it goes along to a point where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're actually taking it this far mm-hmm. with these these soccer scenes. It's like apocalyptic. The, the fucking fields get destroyed by yeah. these soccer balls like going across the field, and I love that. It's one mm-hmm. step from being like Dragon Ball Z or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it goes past Dragon Ball Z. It's so over the top. Yeah. And I admire that. Did you like the scene where um they were practicing and it becomes like Saving Private Ryan, where he's yeah, like ducking yeah. down on the floor and then he takes like a helmet off the floor and grabs a gun? Uh yeah, there's a lot of really so goofy shit in this movie that works well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Do you guys know if there are like two cuts of the film or something? Because on IMDb it says it's an hour and 53 minutes, but the one I watched was like an hour and 30, bit under. Oh! How long that was might have really? improved my experience. Yeah, how long, how long was the, the cut you watched? Mine was an hour and 52. I didn't even check. Really? Yeah, because uh-huh. I, I I was actually having trouble finding it. It wasn't on iTunes here, so I had mm-hmm. to go on Amazon Prime or yeah. just Amazon, sorry, and streamed it off there. And whatever version they have on there is only an hour and a half. Yeah, I think the huh. um, original Hong Kong version is like an extended cut kind of thing, and that might have been what I watched. Okay. I wonder. I don't know which one I watched because I just watched it recently. Because I could, I could see it getting tiring at the two-hour mark. Yeah, um, I thought that the was hour what and was half happening. Was just perfect length. Huh. Yeah, an hour and a half would have been perfect length for me. I feel that yeah. way totally. Wow. Oh, so maybe you just yeah maybe maybe I watched the wrong part. one. 
But like uh, you oh haven't mentioned anything that I haven't seen. So yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to think what else. I think just, just more, more of the same. Of <laughs> more of the same thing. Yeah, yeah maybe the football scene just went on longer. Yeah. Like, how long did those football scenes go on at the end? Because in my a cut, while. it was pretty quick. A while? <laughs> a long like time. Like, the one where they're versing the, the women with the, with the facial well, hair? Well, that, that was, was more of a montage. Minutes. Yeah, that, yeah that, part, okay. that was a part That's of a montage. That's what I was asking if that was right? done like a montage. Okay. Yeah. So you did have that montage. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's weird. So we actually did see different cuts of the movie. No well, wonder you didn't like it as much. How about if we ever get to a point where we notice there's a different cut of a movie before we watch it we should coordinate <laughs> oh yeah so we're we all never, watching yeah. the same cut. i never knew there was a different cut i assumed that it was just an imdb thing where they just got it wrong because it's like no. kind of yeah. a, like weird film it was definitely two again. hours data's wrong yeah mm, oh my god and because it was hard to find anyway i just thought oh this must just be surprisingly hard to find yeah yeah i thought for sure it'd be on itunes that these films normally always are but... it was on netflix last year oh. so i don't know there, again, there's good filmmaking in here. Stephen Chow is a talented guy. I liked how everyone's shoes represented their social status, and they put mm -hmm. a, they put like this big emphasis on it. Like they all had these shitty shoes, and they would always like look in these windows of like nicer shoes, and they wanted to get them. And the the rich evil businessman had these nice shoes. I don't know. There was just a nice little touch mm -hmm. that I enjoyed that I feel like other movies wouldn't even focus on that much. I find it funny that uh, he went back to get his shoes and she'd fix them for him, even though there was no indication that he would ever show back up again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. But again, it's this thematic. He has his own shoes, but they're all fixed up. So it's like he's going yeah, back to a Yeah, she's fixing the holes in time. his life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That was smart. Yeah. It's not subtle at all because nothing in this movie is subtle, but that was sweet. And it was a nice detail that didn't need to be there, but was added in because that's good filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, there there was a lot to appreciate about it. I'm just now curious about this hour and a half cut. Like, fuck. Yeah. I think that would have yeah. been, I would have, that would have been a whole point higher for me if that was what yeah, I Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. Um, I was going to mm, say I'm about how, how the film kind of oozes confidence. Like, it's the kind of thing that I mentioned earlier could fall flat on its face, but everyone is so charismatic and they're all taking it, they're taking it quite seriously in terms of, like, how much they're putting into it. There's not, like, no one's yeah. sagging in terms of the, their input. And I was just thinking, like, imagine a the setup, the similar setup, but Americanized with Will Ferrell as the main character. And he has to be. He has to like win a soccer oh match. And he's a soccer player. Can you can you well, imagine like what you there is that movie? Right now? It's it's oh, uh, really? the, the what is it called? Basketball one? No, not basketball. There's one where he's playing soccer. Really? I swear to God. There's one where he's yeah. playing basketball for sure. Dude, really? All those movies are is he acts like a man child, but they change the profession. So they, he's a basketball yeah, exa player, exactly. or he's an astronaut, or he's a whatever. And then Step Brothers. There's they the just hockey one that, that he did with Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, that's right. And all those films, yeah. this, the filmmaking is so lazy. There's no energy. It's all just like, look, let's just fucking put it's not the camera about on the Will filmmaking. Ferrell. It's funny, funny. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. just about Will Ferrell. It's just selling it's about a man Ferrell. baby. Exactly. Yeah, and it but sucks. this is like, there's an idea behind this. There's passion. There, there yeah. are ideas, creativity. Everything that yeah, actually makes true. a film interesting. Kicking and Screaming. That's the name of the movie. Oh, literally the most descriptive title. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that's all he does in the whole movie. I can't believe I, I've never heard of this. Yeah, he's got he's got them all. Name a profession. He's made a movie about it. Will Ferrell. 
Will Ferrell is a carrot. Going back to fucking yeah. South Park. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that would be kind of difficult to translate to uh, an Americanized film because it's so out there and weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. The think style you can. of comedy is so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we found it funny too, so I think Americans would find it hilarious. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is one of the Hollywood more would never successful make a movie like this, but... Chinese movies when it comes to American audiences. I would say. Yeah, definitely is. Yeah. I think it's transcended. Because it's just a flat-out comedy. Especially for its time. Uh-huh. But there are serious movies made in similar fashion to this that are about almost as over-the-top as this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe those wouldn't work as well for American audiences. Like Infernal Affairs. Yeah. I Chinese movies are Infernal weird. Affairs too. Yeah, they are. I was are, trying to explain this to my roommate. He didn't believe me. I'm like, yeah. This is Shaolin Soccer is probably one of the more Americanized Chinese movies. <laughs> yeah, it is, like, honestly. It's probably one of the most accessible Chinese movies to American audiences. Yeah. <laughs> like John Woo movies are probably a- as tame as they get, and John Woo movies are over the top. Oh, like his older stuff? Like Hard Boiled. Oh, yeah, not not Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Red Cliff and Hard Boiled. I haven't seen those. I'd consider those Hong Kong cinema. Oh, they're great. Again, over the top. Mm-hmm. But- I'd recommend checking out more Hong Kong cinema as a whole if you like this stuff to the audience and to you guys. Yeah. It's it's yeah. something else. What do you it's recommend? It's an experience. What do I recommend? Um, I Fist of Fury. Uh, okay. Everything Stephen Chow's ever made. Everything John Woo's ever made. Once Upon a Time in China. Did you Did you see The Mermaid? The Mermaid is... Uh, I saw some of it. Yeah. I didn't... I wasn't really digging it. Maybe... Oh. I, I didn't watch the whole then thing. Then not so everything my Stephen Chow's I saw, ever made. I saw then. five minutes. Yeah, I guess not. I saw five minutes of it, so <laughs> okay. don't don't even count my opinion on that. The police story movies. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Anything else you want to say about this movie? I I, I mean, we pretty much all agree on it to yeah some extent, <laughs> even though we watched different cuts, and I found it to be dragging on about half an hour too long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you watched the Stephen Chow director cut, director's I, cut, extended edition or something? Yeah. Uh huh. It's the way he intended for it to be seen. So. I guess so. Yeah, by uh, the from the cut that I watched, still appreciate a lot about it, but uh, it was not an amazing movie to me. It was a fun novelty overall. I would give mm. it a uh, six out of ten. We'll see if oh, wow. uh, yeah, six. Yeah. It's, it was good. I'm curious to see this cut. Yeah, because I, it is longer. I but the like cut I saw. See if I give it a seven. It, if it's an a half an hour shorter. I gave it a five out of five because it's excellent in every way. I might be with you, Ralph. I, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give yeah. it a five as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because there's objective but, qualities about it that aren't like objectively good. But that makes it better. The fact that the CGI is like looks like a PlayStation 2 game is fucking charming and makes it even funnier. So like I, I watch movies either be entertained or intellectually stimulated. And Shaolin Soccer is like, the most entertaining movie I've seen in a long time. Oh, well, so I got to give it a five out of five. I look for different things in movies. I go to movies just to hate that's, them. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You just hate everything. <laughs> yeah, if you just take into account the the intent, it is designed oh, yeah. to be this stupid cartoon. It's just exa- exactly what it is. I think I liked every single thing about it that you guys did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I could, the difference is I can't really think of anything I disliked, um, really. 
within the confines of what it is and because of how brief it was i just thought it was just lovely from beginning to end just a nice experience super carefree not much depth to it but it knows it and it wears it on its sleeve and it and it's just entertaining all the way through and wacky i'm glad you had that experience (laughs) is it time for questions it is god bless Stephen chow Let's do, yes. let's do like uh, two questions. Yeah, I do. Yeah, let's do two questions because yeah. we've been talking for a while. Yeah. You got some, Alex? Okay. Let's start with this one from Tunisian who says, what's your favorite director's worst movie and why? Oh. Huh. Mm. That's um, difficult. I, I, was, I was struggling with them um, because I, I just went into the Coen brothers. Um, I really don't like the lady killers. Um, oh, that, yeah. okay. that film just feels like uh, someone imitating or trying to imitate the Coen Brothers. It was really weird. Yeah. Not a fan Shitty of comedy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember that movie. Not very good. Exactly. Never saw it. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what to say. My uh, really, you've been favorite... stumped. Well, I mean, stumped my you. favorite director is michael haneke or michelle hanukkah choose a or, different one then or hanky chan can, well that's the, what was the question though it was my favorite director's worst movie right it was, was the question. yeah i said it, it the coen brothers are your favorite directors could be more than one that, um because i mean i one have one answer for my favorite director uh that, i guess that's the diff i have loads of different favorite i find it hard to choose one favorite so. okay mm-hmm. i i they're all great i've i've seen uh <laughs> All of them except for The Castle, which was a TV movie. And I I have a Blu-ray of that, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, oh, and okay. I haven't seen his... Um, he, he directed a stage play of some like Mozart opera. And there's a Blu-ray of it, of just somebody film... Like the filming of the performance. And it's like three hours long and I have it. And I haven't seen that either. Everything else I've seen from him is great. And even the ones that I didn't like as much as the others so like time of the wolf felt like it kind of dragged on a little i'm still in the mindset that like yeah it was still great and i want to watch it again and i want to give it a second chance and see if now knowing what it is means that i'll be able to not feel as though any parts of it drag on at all because i mean like he does make slower movies in general but um yeah i guess that's my kind of answer for that yeah, I mean Kubrick, he's he's got a load of great movies. His early stuff though, um, his first movie, which is titled God, I don't even remember the name of it. Uh, Fear and Desire. Fear and Desire is not very good. No. That's before he became like Kubrick, you know, the auteur. Yeah. Mm. This is just like when he was just a director working for Hollywood, and yeah, it's it's pretty dull. The acting's pretty bad. It's it's almost on the level. Before he got on the auteuristic spectrum. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And then, I don't know, he just became a genius after. Are you allowed to say AI for that answer? AI, he helped write, but <laughs> yeah, I don't consider not his it a movie. Kubrick movie. <laughs> and AI is not that bad of a movie. Yeah, I don't think so either, actually. A lot of people hate it. It's bloated up with Spielberg schmaltz. Because the ending is so out there and stupid... Like, if Kubrick were to do that ending, I think it would have been a little better. But Spielberg does it in a yeah. schmaltzy way, 
and it comes off as goofy. Yeah. But I don't hate that movie. I think it's I think it's okay. Me neither. I think there's some cool stuff in it. Have you seen AI, Alex? I have. I was actually thinking about choosing it in the future for the movie because I really wanted to talk about it because I haven't seen oh, cool. it in so long. Um, okay. That would be really cool. Okay. Even though I'll we've say, all seen I'll it. But it, it is ages, an interesting yeah. discussion. I haven't seen it in a yeah. long, long time there. I remember finding it just quite weird and creepy. Jude Law <laughs> as a sex robot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Perfect. And like a teddy bear. Yeah. No. Next question. <laughs> uh, do you have one? So I can pick one. I've got a good one here. A nice light-hearted okay, so one. Let's, let's end it there. From Tidior Reload, who says, if you're in the middle of a human centipede and could pick from anyone in the world, who would you want in front of you and who would you want behind you? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the question that you have curated through all yep. of the questions that we have received. It has, and this is the one that you um, wanted one. to It has 11 up, upvotes. So, uh, That's pretty good. The fans okay. wanted it. Um, Scarlett Johansson in the front and Alexandra <laughs> Daddario in the back. That's it. <laughs> That's my answer. Mine would be Kevin Hart in the front and, <laughs> and the rock behind. <laughs> That's a good pairing. I don't know. Like... Can I do Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci too? If I like <laughs> Robert De Niro in the front and Joe Pesci in the back. Oh no, I want Joe Pesci in the front because he'd say some funny shit. And then Robert De Niro in the back. Here's here's my answer. Any vampire character in the front, and because they don't actually have genitals, so it wouldn't matter. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, Think and then the box. in the back. Hmm. I mean, I would just starve to death then. Wouldn't, well, I mean, either way, I'm gonna die because I'd be eating shit. So I don't know. <laughs> but at least I wouldn't. You're, you're I, thinking I, at least about I would this starve to yeah. death instead of eating shit until I die. And I guess it wouldn't really matter who's behind me. So let's just say uh, Garrus from Mass Effect 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dak Shepard in the front, Michael Pena in the back. I'd do that also. Because <laughs> Michael Pena eats ass, as he says in shifts. Oh, yeah. And we'll end it there. <laughs> awesome good episode everybody yeah some some would someone say that's a pretty shitty question <laughs> have you guys oh. seen the uh all of the human centipedes or what yeah i've seen all three no of them. i haven't seen any of them oh i, I don't i refuse to watch that shit yeah, oh, why? i fucking recommend it you cocksucker <laughs> okay you motherfucker don't I... recommend that shit to me no nah, i go well, and recommend it. <laughs> the third one's like not even funny <laughs> but the second one for what it's trying to be is actually pretty great honestly for just being a, oh, a purely like shock value disgusting movie it is great at doing exactly that so I guess I would I would recommend the second one and the first one's great for laughing at it because it's really funny <laughs> I mean the All second right. one's really funny too but the second one's like enjoyable Anyway, uh, I guess that concludes this episode of uh, Cast. We have a movie recommendation from somebody here, right? It's Alex's turn, isn't it? Yes, it was mine, and um, I do believe we're being joined by a guest Ooh. for that episode. Um, that guest being Quentin Reviews. You can <gasps> stop asking for him now. Everyone just go away. He's, he's coming on <laughs> finally. And the That's film... Right. We're going to talk about, and I've told him to watch, is 1998's Happiness. Nice. You guys seen that? Uh, 
Not yet. Never seen it, never even heard of it. Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Yep. Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman, directed by Todd Salons. Oh, yeah, um, okay. That's been on my watch list. to be list, extremely actually, happy. Okay. Yeah, it's really, very cheery, very cheery movie. Okay. Um, Is that sure sarcastic? you guys are going to love it. Yeah, I, I detect a bit of sarcasm there, but... Whatever. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Hmm. Well, yeah. thank you, Alex. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Okay. Nice. Todd Solondz. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Solond with a Z at the end. Are we watching the... Uh, Two hour, 14 minute cut or the uh, 54 minute cut? <laughs> the uh, 15 minute cut. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. Okay. Awesome. Uh, if anybody wants to join on the discussion or listen to the discussion without the movie being spoiled, watch it before our next episode, which is going to be released in two weeks from now, because uh, we're going to be spoiling the shit out of it when we talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to support the podcast or if you want to listen to any of our episodes early, uh, go to our website, sardonicast.com, $2 a month, uh, and you get the episodes early, and you get to support the show. Also, we have a Patreon option as well, uh, patreon.com slash sardonicast. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else you wanted to mention? That's about it. Remember to leave comments on the Reddit page. Oh, yeah. The other questions. Forgot to do yeah. that in the previous bit. If you want us to yeah, answer right. questions. Keep upvoting that kind of shit. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Human centipede. <laughs> I don't know what. Do I don't know where. What kind of a question is that? <laughs> I it's a, it it's a question. good question. All yeah, right. I like that question a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. bye. That was fun.